You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, it's Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneur Podcast. Today, I have Vanessa Peck, who is owner, CEO of Elevated Healing, which is a cannabis consulting business uh, that helps parents with kids. No, I'm going to start over because I don't like that. I'm not going to go into detail about that at all. Uh, Just Elevated Healing, right? That's the name of your company? Yep. And it's a cannabis consulting business, right? Yes. We'll leave it at that. Hi, it's Katie Harris. This is an episode of the Nursepreneur Podcast, and today we have Vanessa Peck, who is the owner of Elevated Healing, which is a cannabis consulting company. Um, Vanessa, thanks so much for being on the podcast with us today. Thank you for having me, Katie. I'm, I'm excited to talk to you. All right, so why don't you start out just by giving us some background uh, about you as a nurse. What kind of nurse uh, are you? Have you worked in uh, your little, uh, just a background history of what you've done, and then we'll find out how it led to the business that you currently have. Sure. So for the last 12 years, I have been an ER nurse, Um, been working both adult, pediatric, ER, um, trauma, that whole setting. Um, So been doing that for a long time now, um, but recently started to explore some alternative options. Um, You know, working in the ER, you work with a lot of revolving door um, patients and uh, you're always constantly putting a band-aid on things and wanted to explore other alternative options um, and kind of thought back on a, a past uh, experience that I had with a pediatric patient um, and cannabis and also after listening to one of your podcasts that you had another cannabis nurse on um, it all just kind of came together for me thinking of well, I feel like I could have a greater impact helping other people alternatively um, with the use of cannabis where, you know, this is something that's more supportive and supplement, um, you know, people's, uh, some of their healthcare issues um, and, uh, and really just kind of went down that road. So what was the, the episode that um, led you to, I guess, uh, researching cannabis? Yeah, I believe it was with uh, Lisa Hayden, and she um, actually is a cannabis nurse educator, and she owns her own uh, training academy where she educates um, other healthcare professionals on cannabis. Um, She is a wealth of information. When I heard her on your podcast, I was just amazed and just completely intrigued by it. And as soon as I finished listening to the podcast, I ran back into my house and to uh, research her website and check it all out. And uh, I just knew from there, it was definitely the journey that I had to take and the route that I had to take. Um, She's just a wealth of information, very successful in this uh, area of cannabis, educating our healthcare community and helping lots of people, um, you know, with their symptoms, with a lot of health issues that they have with cannabis. Um, okay. Yeah, no, Lisa's awesome. But, but who was the, what was the pediatric patient that kind of led you oh, to sorry. think? No, no. Um, 
Yeah. So yeah, I had a pediatric patient a few years ago and when I was working in the pediatric ER, um, he was 17 years old. Uh, mom had told us that if he was going to be admitted, that once he found out, he uh, was probably going to have a bit of an episode um, and did exactly that. You know, parents know their children. And um, as soon as he was told, he got really upset, pacing back and forth in the room, kind of yelling a little bit. Um, we kind of just let them, you know, have their moment. Um, but mom said that at some point, uh, it may not stop. So the ER physician had told me that she had ordered some IV Ativan for the patient that if need be, you know, that it's there. I let mom know that. And mom looked at me and she said, that's great. She said, let's just see what happens. I'm actually going to give him his CBD oil first. Um, she said it usually kicks in in 15 to 20 minutes, but if for some reason we can't get it under control of the CBD oil, then we'll, we'll do the Ativan. So I let the ER physician know and she was like, yeah, sure. If she wants to try that first, that's fine. Um, so I went off, kept doing my thing, helping other patients in my assignment. And uh, about 20 minutes later, I walked into the room and I think mom could see my face was just absolutely priceless. And I was like, what? He was laying in bed. I kid you not laying in bed laughing, talking to his parents, watching TV. And mom, I right away just knew. And she was like, I know. She's like, I swear. She was like, my child's been on tons of medications over the years. She said they either haven't worked or worked minimally. And then if they did work, then there was some sort of side effect. Then we were on another medication. Um, and she was like, so I started doing some research and I heard somebody mention something about CBD. She's like, I thought it was too good to be true. She said, it's the only thing that has worked as consistently as it has and as effectively as it has. She said, I swear by it. I don't care what people say. It's what works for us. Um, she said he wasn't on any of his medications anymore. And she actually even mentioned that she was giving it to her mom that was living with them who um, was suffering from dementia. And she said her sundowning episodes were becoming more frequent and her confusion was becoming worse. And she said she had been giving her mom the CBD as well. And she said, and her mom was doing great with it too. She said, I swear by this stuff. She said, it's, it's amazing. Uh, well, so let me ask you this though. Like, so you're in this busy ED, uh, you hadn't been exposed to CBD oil prior to this episode or had you? Okay. Nope. So nope. the mom says she's going to give her son CBD oil. Were you like rolling your eyes thinking oh, that's going to help or what were you thinking? <laughs> no, you know, at that point, it's like when you're working with pediatrics, you know, parents really know their kids best. So you as a nurse, even though you know the medical side of it, and when you work with pediatrics, you always take the guidance from the parents as well. Like what's going to work best here. Um, and if mom knew what was going to work best and it, the great part was too, is working with an ER physician who was very um, accommodating to this kind of stuff. And she was like, yeah, cool. If mom wants to try and she says it works, Hey, let's go for it. But if not know that the Ativan is there too. Um, so it was kind of one of those things that's like, yeah, mom, you know, best try it, give it to him. Could you, could you have gotten an ED doctor that said, no, absolutely not. That's like, illegal well I guess CBD is not illegal but um, you know sometimes they can be kind of sticklers for it's got to go to the pharmacy and be approved or something. For sure um, a lot of the doctors that I worked with in this pediatric ER they were pretty lenient in that sense 
However, I, I know for sure there's definitely one that I worked with that would have been like, oh, let me go in and talk to them first and I'll let them know. And like, you know, and he, then he would be the one that would try to convince them otherwise. Um, but for the most part, yeah, would there be opposition? I think with some and with others, I think they would just be like, yeah, sure. Let them give it a try and see what happens. Now, did this a patient have any kind of like diagnosis or was it just a... a um, the patient was autistic. Oh, autistic. Okay. Yeah. Um, Okay, so, and the mom had, did she tell you kind of like how they ended up discovering CBD or um, the background she, of kind of like their, their trajectory of how she got to where she got? Right, she had just briefly mentioned that it was something that she kind of heard through the pipeline and other people that had mentioned it within the autistic community. Um, but I think it had a lot of backlash about it, like people thinking, oh yeah, it's just something too good to be true or people not really realizing, um, you know, the biggest concern is like, oh, what, your, well, your kid's going to come down because they're going to be high. And that's not the case. It's just a lot of lack of education. And I think at that point, mom had felt desperate for lack of better words because nothing else was working and they were just constantly on different medications that she, at that point, I think was like, you know what, I'm going to research it myself and I'm going to get my hands on it and I'm going to try it and we're going to see what happens. Now, there's a lot of CBD oil that's out there and some of it really is not good or, or could even be harmful, right? Like it's not just kind of like a one CBD oil for everybody or, or Right. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, not uh, all CBD oils are created equal, and that really can be based on you know what extraction method is being used to um, obtain the CBD CBD oil. Some of those extraction methods can be actually putting harmful chemicals in it. Um, some people are just putting fillers in their CBD. Unfortunately, it's not heavily regulated. So, doing your research and really understanding what's in it. And understanding a certificate of analysis and being able to read that and understand um, what they're testing um, it's really important yeah because I can imagine like maybe some of that backlash is people that maybe did try CBD oil and they just you know maybe they were using like some kind of cream but it wasn't real CBD oil like it had other stuff in it and then they had no effect so um, you know I can see some of that going on as well because if you don't realize that there's no regulation around CBD and it could be anything. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's just, it's, it's lack of education more than anything else. Um, and just being able to, it's hard for parents to get the right information in the right places to, to know all this. Um, so how does, can CBD oil get you high? Is that something that is possible? No. So CBD, um, it can contain some THC, but it's less than 0.3% of THC. Um, anything less than 0.3% is not going to have what you would, you know, quote as the psychoactive effect. And CBD actually is the anecdote for THC, which is the psychoactive component. So CBD does not get you high. Okay. So, um, and CBD is, is legal in all 50 states, right? Yes. Okay. So um, do you see any benefits of using um, cannabis with THC in pediatric patients or is it all mostly CBD? No, definitely. There's definitely some cases where THC would be really beneficial um, for certain patients just because it 
it, there are certain properties to it that may be more effective um, in symptom management for certain kids. Um, but when there is the concern of having that psychoactive component, what you would do is you would load the CBD on top of it as well. So this way you get the benefit of the THC, but you don't get the high, and then you still get the benefits of the CBD as well. Okay, and is that somewhat controversial out there? Yeah, I definitely, there are definitely people that could still be, um, still argue with that. Um, but when they, I think when people understand that CBD is the anecdote for THC and that by increasing the load of the CBD and still getting the benefits of the THC, people are more willing to hear that and more willing to try it. But if they are still really adamant, then you just keep the THC out and you just do the CBD and see how, how that goes. Yeah, because I can imagine as a parent, especially if you haven't been exposed to anything cannabis and all you would know is like, you know, I remember watching, um, what movie was it? The Breakfast Club where, you know, um, <laughs> the guy who's supposed to be the tough guy, he's had, oh, yeah. he brings marijuana to school. And yeah. it, I remember being like horrified, like, oh my God, drugs, that's terrible. Like, that's the worst drug that they could think of. And now it's yeah. just kind of like, oh, give it to your kids. And it's like, you know, that disconnect is like... Uh, you know, it's hard to overcome sometimes. <laughs> it is, it is. And, then, and I mean, unfortunately, it's come from the propaganda that has created this mindset, you know, that it's a, it's this harmful, harmful um, drug that's the gateway drug that's going to lead to all these other things when really, you know, we, we need to start questioning why did Mother Nature intend for this plant to be on this earth when it, it really works hand in hand with, with, our, with our bodies and the system. Now, it seems like, uh, you know, the cannabis, uh, it, it definitely has exploded, but it, it's uh, like you even mentioned that this worked for um, a, a kid that was 17 with autism, but uh, similarly worked for a, an elderly woman with dementia. So it's, how, can you like put some clarity around like how can one plant um, help so many different types of uh, diseases or conditions? For sure. So um, what people don't realize is that we have a system called an endocannabinoid system within our bodies. And there's a lot of healthcare professionals, a lot of physicians that don't even know about this. It's not taught in medical schools or very, very, very few medical schools. Um, but this system, which is the largest neurotransmitter chemical system within our within our body um, actually creates endogenous compounds, cannabinoids, um, that are analogous to the phytocannabinoids in cannabis. So when we take these cannabinoids and supplement them, or we consume it from the cannabis and supplement our body with it, we're finding that potentially either we have low levels of these cannabinoids or we're deficient in some way of these cannabinoids. So now when we supplement the body with the phytocannabinoids from the cannabis, now we're seeing these positive outcomes. So that's why we're seeing positive effects with children that have autism all the way to people with anxiety and depression to somebody with dementia. Um, that what we're doing is we're probably supplementing something that's been missing. And now we're seeing those positive effects because now what happens is these cannabinoids now and the, and the endocannabinoid system now returns back to a, an internal balance that's working with all other systems within the body. 
Now, I realize that there hasn't been a whole lot of research out there and that part of that is just uh, cannabis being schedule one for so many years. Um, but is there any research that suggests why the um, cannabinoids are missing in our systems and is it more prevalent in, let's say, autistic children than other children? Yeah, they're still really unsure as to why more people may be deficient of them than others, and there still needs to be a lot of research there. It's more of a working theory that actually was developed by Dr. Ethan Russo, this uh, renowned neurologist and neuropsychiatrist who um, he has found that it seems like that's probably what's going on and, and what's leading to a lot of chronic illnesses from fibromyalgia, anxiety, depression, PTSD, autism. Um, and this is why we're seeing such a positive response. So currently it's still a, a working theory, but it's a pretty accurate working theory. Um, we just need more of that research done to really, to really prove that. And what kind of, is there research being done now in children with autism with cannabis? Yeah, so um, Israel is actually very far ahead of us in terms of research on cannabis with many conditions, including autism. Um, but several study, studies have come out of Israel with Dr. Machulam, who is really like known as the godfather of all of this. Um, and he, he and a, a quite a few others have done a study that have shown that um, Children with autism who are being treated with cannabis are actually having a reduction in um, self-injurious behaviors, um, a decrease in anxiety, increased sleep, um, better appetites, um, and uh, many more things like OCD is decreasing in all these kids. And then also a lot of children with autism tend to have a seizure disorder as well and seeing a dissipation in their seizures. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know from working in the NICU, we, uh, neuro, I see, not neonatal, but um, we were using uh, cannabis for, in, for seizures, um, you know, even wow. years and years ago. Um, so that was, that was, I mean, it was like kind of a, that last resort, but right. uh, it was definitely effective. Um, awesome. Yeah, so, okay, so let's uh, bring this back to your business. So you decided to start a business, like where, where did that kind of passion to start a business come from and why did you decide to do this? Yeah, so I would say probably for the last four years or so, um, I've been wanting to start a business. Um, love bedside nursing, but at the same time feel a bit burnt out um, and just feeling like what else can I do um, that I can have a greater impact. You know, as a nurse, you, you go into it, I think, with one vision of what nursing's about. And maybe for some of us, that vision stays true to them. And for some of us, maybe it doesn't. Um, and I, every day I was going to work, like, what am I doing? I, I feel like I'm just doing the same thing over and over and over again. I feel like I'm really not having the impact. I'm seeing the same guy that I saw here, my last shift, he's here for the same thing. <laughs> like, I just kind of felt like, how, like, how can I really help people? And I must have tossed around like a thousand business ideas and, you know, you just never, it never comes to fruition or you're like, no, nah, I can't do it. Somebody else is already doing it. And uh, I don't know that when, after I heard the podcast, I think I was really in that frame of mind where I was like, I really need to do something different. I really need to help people. And then when I heard that cannabis podcast, I, I was like, this is it. And I'm more of a person that comes from more of an alternative route. You know, what else can we do that's more natural, that supports our bodies and nourishes our bodies and gets us into a good space? 
where, you know, we can have that with conventional medicine. So I think at that point, it, it just resonated with me so much that I was like, this is it. This is what I'm doing. I'm forging forth and I'm like just steamrolling all of this. So, and it's just been quite a journey since then. Okay. And so the, your business is called Elevated Healing and your focus is on um, helping. Well, why don't you tell me what your, your focus on so I don't put words in your mouth. <laughs> sure. So, um, yep, my company is called Elevated Healing and I'm focusing on pediatrics. Um, so I'm kind of pointing myself as the medical cannabis nurse for kids, but I'm specifically focusing on autism, um, treatment resistant epilepsy, uh, any children, cancer um, that maybe need some symptom treatment with chemo. Um, any uh, mental health issues such as anxiety, depression, ADD, ADHD, and then also pandas. What's panda? Pandas is a, it, it's a short word for a very long word, but um, really has to do with a lot of maybe anxiety, OCD issues that seem to come out of nowhere that could be related to a strep infection. Um, there's also some working knowledge that maybe COVID is also, uh, contributing to pandas here, but, um, yeah, so it, it's that too. Okay. And so when you're treating, uh, conditions like this, is the cannabis treatment plan different than let's say what an adult would get? Um, in terms of dosing, yes, but in terms of what you could offer in terms of, um, whether THC in combination with CBD or maybe even other cannabinoids like CBG, CBN, um, those are all on the table as well. It just has to do in terms of dosing, which would be more weight-based. And also just like adults, we would also start low, go slow um, until you reach the minimal therapeutic effect or the, the, the minimal dosage that gives you the therapeutic effect that you're looking for. Okay. Um Okay, well, so um, I'm just kind of blown away <laughs> looking for, you know, uh, what else I can ask you because I feel like I have a million questions and I can't come up with one. Um, so, yeah, what, so tell me a little bit about, um, you know, kind of how you work with parents or how you see yourself working with parents and um, in general, what the overall kind of reception of something like this is, is, is has been? Sure. So uh, the way I see myself working with parents is I want it to be very much a collaborative effort. You know, these parents are coming from a space where they're at their wits end. They feel like they haven't been heard. They don't have the support. Um, and I really want to help them better understand what this is all about, how it can work, why it does work. Um, and have them work with me to try to figure out what's the best cocktail. Because unfortunately, this is still an art. Like you said, the, because it's a schedule one drug, the studies aren't out there. We don't have dosages where we say, hey, you take 25 milligrams of this three times a day and you're good to go. Unfortunately, this is an art. What works for one person doesn't work for another person. Um, the dosage, you know, this person takes a low dose and it works for them. And this one, we're going to have to increase the dose and frequency. Um, so having the parents involved in that and figuring out what strain may work best, um, or what strain they want to try, um, and then having them journal 
and figure out, you know, this worked, this didn't work, I think gives parents also a sense of control, like they're, they're helping figure out what, what works for their kid rather than somebody just write a script and say, hey, take this three times a day, see what happens, and then go from there. Um, so I really see this as a very, very much a collaborative journey um, to, to really get parents to where they want to be. Um, and do, you, do they have, um, I'm just thinking of my own son, uh, you know, but do they have like uh, tasty, um, I guess, ways of taking CBD oil? <laughs> Some of it's getting a little bit better. Um, unfortunately, because CBD comes from hemp, hemp has a really earthy taste to it, very earthy, like dirty almost. But a lot of them are coming with natural flavors that are organic. Um, some people have like edelberry and strawberry. So it covers up some of it. But if you find CBD that's highly concentrated, then it comes in a very small dose. So luckily, you don't have to like try to force, you know, this, you know, 15 mLs of this disgusting elixir under your kid's tongue for 90 seconds. That's you know, not going like, to happen. No, not at all. It's going to be all over the wall, all over the parents <laughs> as they spit it out. So there are companies out there that make really concentrated um, CBD oil. So it takes a very small amount um, and some of it is flavored and doesn't taste too bad. I think there's like citrus and peppermint that a lot of kids are liking too. So companies are, are doing very well with that. Okay. So what is kind of your vision for Elevated Healing? Where do you see this going in the next couple of years? Yeah. So um, I really am envisioning it as a company that's really educating as many parents as I can out there, you know, not even just educating on what this is all about, but really informing them and arming them with as much information as they can so they can make the best decision if this is right for them. Um, and, and giving them the right information from the right, most up-to-date resources. Um, and then from there, you know, hoping to work hand-in-hand -hand with parents to figure this out, because even though they may get educated on it, they may say like, okay, this is still really confusing, the world of cannabis and navigating it. Like, what company do I buy my CBD oil from? You know, how much do I give? Um, even just to help them out in the beginning stages of it um, and get them to where they want. And then the rest is up to them. Um, so I'm really hoping to, to educate as many people as I can and help as many children and families as I can and then hopefully grow this and be able to educate as many healthcare professionals and keep advocating and getting more qualifying conditions because these, these children also need access to this too. I mean, some states do, um, but we, get, we need to get more qualifying conditions for pediatrics too. Uh, yeah, this is amazing. And I, I can see this just... Um, I mean, I can just see a very huge business uh, model coming out of this uh, because there's so much that could be done that you can do. And to be like, I don't know other people that are doing this space because it's it's a uh, it's a touchy topic, right? And I think um, some people might be uh, afraid. So uh, you know, I kudos to you for going out there and talking about this. Uh, we need to hear it. We need to hear more about it. And I think it's going to, I mean, it's really going to change. Honestly, I think it's going to change the world in a, in a lot of ways. If, if we can get, um, I mean, if you could just 
decrease self-interest behaviors, if you could, um, you know, decrease OCD in kids, I mean, what kind of impact could that have on their lives, on their parents' lives, on the lives of society? I mean, it, it's not a small thing at all that you're talking about here. It's, it's massively huge. Yeah, no, that's, that's the goal. And that's what I really hope to achieve is just helping these parents and these children out in, in any way I can. That's awesome. Um, well, Vanessa, good luck to you. Um, I know we're going to hear all about this uh, in the coming future. Uh, you're going to be all over there, all over the place. <laughs> I can just see it. So good I luck to so. you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and thank you so much for doing this podcast with us. And thank you for having me.